you being the seductress and like owning your sexual and being sexually powerful and sort of wielding that power to have men like succumb, right? Or like under your spell or whatever is both your greatest turn on and like your greatest fear. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm Leanna. I'm Jared. And we have a special episode today. <laughs> a very special episode. Very special episode. Um, it's the most dramatic episode ever. Oh, nice. Nice uh, Bachelor tease. Uh, which, by the way, The Bachelor is starting... Yeah, next week? A week from Monday. Yes. The 7th. Yeah, so the like Bachelorette. Yes. Yeah. So with Katie. Yeah, we're excited about with it. With Katie, who's being billed as the quote unquote like sex positive bachelorette yeah. because she brought a vibrator. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about Katie, but hopefully it's better than Matt's season, which was a disaster. But also, I feel like an important point uh, in our culture with conversations about racism. Absolutely, it yeah, led yeah. it led to great. It led to something really important like a good social yeah, conversation but the actual season was a disaster yeah it was like they showed more women being mean to each yes. other than ever and yes. like, yeah 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 so anyway so but i think the idea that katie is the quote-unquote like sex positive bachelorette is an interesting intro for some of what we'll talk about today that's true today is about turn-ons yeah we're gonna get into unpacking some stuff around turn-ons and trauma yeah like what turns us on and where like that how comes from yeah. how sometimes it's uncomfortable what turns us on yes. or whatever yeah, yeah yeah and we have some you guys did some submissions that are hilarious i i have not heard these or They're, seen them i can't i wait. can't so anyway so stay tuned for that we're gonna do uh, we're gonna unpack what's going on in our lives including an update about whether I met that guy or not that I've been yeah. talking to. But really quick, guys, head over to Apple Podcasts. Um, give us a five-star rating. Please. Make sure it's the fifth star. <laughs> um, and if you have extra time, write a review. It could be just as simple as, I love this show so much. Um, and every review, every rating helps uh, Apple Podcasts share our show more, which brings more listeners and helps us continue to do this. So we really appreciate you guys taking the time to do that Absolutely. and then head to the Patreon. Yes. So patreon.com. Um, people who listen know that this show costs money every month to sort of put out and produce and all of that stuff. And so we are listener supported. Um, so if you like the show, if you get something from it, uh, head over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. And our standard pledge is like three bucks a month. Um, and that's something that really goes a long way. So thank you to all of uh, all of you who are our patrons already. Um, and uh, yeah, if you uh, if you can support us in that way, that's the best way to kind of keep the show going and keep it ad free, which we like to do. Totally. Um, and you can make a custom pledge. So if you want to pledge more than $3, just hit the custom pledge yep. button and you can pledge more or less. And we just appreciate you guys. 
Absolutely. And tell a friend and hit us up on yeah. Instagram and all that. Yeah. Good stuff. All of you guys DMing us and sharing your stories. Like we always appreciate it. I have to shout out Allison because Allison was, <laughs> she was, uh, she teasingly was upset that she didn't get shouted out last week because <laughs> she is, she is probably one of our biggest fans. Yes. Oh, Allison, I started reading one of the books you recommended me, by the way. <laughs> so anyway, guys, um, also I'm thinking about, in fact, let's just do it. Let's just announce it. What are we announcing? A review contest. <laughs> so I was going through my underbed storage and there is a mug that was never claimed. Wow. So there is one more hello and goodbye. Lost from the archives. OG mug. I also have about four hats left. Wow, really? Yes. So if you guys want a hello and goodbye hat, I mean, this is the OG like hat that will never be made again that will live in infamy yeah <laughs> just it's 10 bucks for shipping right yeah. so it, you know 10 bucks any more above shipping just helps the show so if you want a hat just send me a dm 10 bucks i'll ship it to you okay? yeah and that's like a, again like like the patreon a cool way to support us in the costs that we have to incur to put the show out and you get a cool hat yeah and then if you want the mug any reviews starting today, so that would be... Today is May 22nd. Well, no, no, no. Today is in the day of the release. So to May 28th. Yes. Okay, so to, from today to June 30th. Sure. So you have a month to yeah. submit your review, and um, then you'll be entered into the review contest to get the last OG mug. Yes. It's a great mug. It is! <laughs> okay should we go into it yeah what do you want to do you want to start um just like so i'll give a general update because then i feel like your update leads us into yeah um well you and i were talking before we hit record about like feeling kind of down right mm -hmm. and like for me I, I think i've talked about it on the past couple weeks like i feel like that's been a thing since the triathlon where like i was so busy and focused on that and then it happened and then it was like now what and then i got back on the dating apps and that was like how it usually wah, is wah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> um oh although i have some funny uh a couple funny stories but we'll save those for another time i think Ugh. yeah yeah okay um but I feel like a little bit I'm coming out of it. I, you've been a big inspiration to me because you have been talking more about like positivity and even the, the language you use to frame things and the way you talk about yourself or what's going on in your life. And I've been doing a deep dive recommendation for people into um, a lot of the like, like hardcore psychological research around this stuff. So... Uh, Martin Selling Martin Seligman's book Flourish, Barbara Erickson's book Positivity, um, both like really really good. We should do an episode like dissecting like toxic positivity Ooh, from like that's a great idea. Yes, like genuine like, stuff. Like toxic positivity would be like you're gonna be fine. Yeah, like just like you you're you know just get through it like there'll be better fish in the sea kind of a thing yes and it's like this um 
Well, just, you know, if bad things happen to you, it's because you're having negative thinking and bringing that on yourself, right? right? right. Like that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, there's some really good research out there. So, so I've been reading that. I feel like that's been helping me. I started... I've had a little gratitude notebook, but I've started like doing it every night and I feel like it really does help. You know what's interesting? Just really quick on that. I've actually taken a step back from doing my gratitude journal. Interesting. Because, okay, well, do you mind if I cut into your, (laughs) and then come back? Well, I never, haven't shared this yet, but I got fired from, uh, Oh, yeah. My job with Dr. Morgan. So I'm not going to talk about it because I still have a lot of respect for Dr. Morgan. Um, and obviously, I want her business to be successful. And mm-hmm. I believe in her program. It was definitely a really difficult thing for me to experience having been her client mm-hmm. um, to, ha- you know, have that happen. Um and, and it was like an opportunity that was exciting for you. It was and a you huge opportunity. Really that wanted I spent to work out. So much time trying to craft. Um, yeah. You know, I do understand her decision, um, but it was just a a huge, huge bummer that happened all in the middle of everything else. That a I million was, other bummers. A million other bummers. So, um, so anyway, after that happened. I, so many of the things I was doing was associated because of that program Mm -hmm. that I had gone to. Mm -hmm. And I just decided I needed to take a step back to kind of heal. And in order to heal from that, I needed to get away from the routine that I was in. Yeah, like that framework and all the Uh practices is like constantly reminding you of like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, and that reminded me of like when I grew up, like I would feel guilty if I missed reading my Bible Mm -hmm. every day um, or praying. I would feel really guilty. And now I feel so free that I'm not like I don't I haven't opened my Bible in a really long time. Mm -hmm. But like if I wanted to, like it would be because I wanted to and not because someone's telling me I need to do it. Yeah. yeah, Or yeah. Not because you've internalized that you're a bad person if you don't. Right. Right. right, Exactly. So I'm sure I will get back to a gratitude journal or something. I'm just trying to find different ways to do it. Absolutely. I, I so believe in that. Like, I think we should normalize and celebrate and there's, there's no studies on this, I'm sure. But like, like over time, like, kind of shifting around like the practices that you do like because I've done that like so you know I do Vipassana meditation but then I've gotten really into this this breath work stuff and so sometimes I'll like kind of get away from the Vipassana for a little while and be just doing more breathing things for my morning sort of where my meditation would go Um, And then I come back to it and like, that's okay. Like, I think that's healthy, like Mm -hmm. different seasons and it kind of keeps things fresh and it keeps it from getting like automatic and just sort of stale. So you're kind of like just going through the motions. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So, okay, so go back to, so you so started doing the gratitude journal. Yeah, that's been helping. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've realized too that like, I think, um, like some, some COVID loneliness is getting me. So, like, my housemate has been around, like, much less over the past uh, couple months. And so, like, that's one less human that I see. And, like, I realized today, like, 
I don't know, like, the last time I, like, hugged another human being, I don't think. Aww. <laughs> you can hug me. Uh, okay, thank you. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, because I was, you know, just like, like, I, I'm going to see some family in a week, and I'm like, oh, that'll be fun, and whatever, and I'm like, yeah, when was the, you know, and like, because I think, this is this is what I was realizing. This is what made me realize it was that part of this funk is... And I, I'm sh- I hope people can relate to this, but like you, you go on the dating apps, you like download them or activate them or whatever. And I just find myself opening them n- because I just want like yes, like it's like the it's like Need the, the attention. It's the novelty like slot machine. Yeah, it's just like you want like this little dopamine hit. Yes, and it's like a little bit of excitement or like ooh possibility ooh that's and then cool. when it's I wonder. not there. It's such a bummer. Then you like blame yourself. Then right. you're like, well, oh, like, I'm not going to find anyone. Yeah, like, like why isn't anyone liking my profile? Yes. Like, like yeah, totally. And so, and so what I like, I'm like, oh, I, because, you know, a couple months ago, I was like, I don't think I'm in a good place for dating, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of still believe that about myself, but I think I've gone back to it just because of like loneliness and mm. whatever, right? And like, um, so it's an interesting thing. Like, I feel like we need to, I, I, I want to do more to just build like positive social connections and community. And so like, I've been doing that in like little ways this week of like reaching out to coworkers and colleagues and being like, let's grab lunch. Cause I have to go to campus sometimes and, you know, and like just other things like that. Um, Good. Well, and you and I went out with our friend D. Yeah, that was from, fun. On, uh, Are we not saying his I don't know. I think name? one time he asked me not to say his name. Oh, so okay. We're calling yeah. him D. What up, D? What up? <laughs> that was fun. That, that was, was fun. Yeah, that was one of the... So that was one of the times I've drank recently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's going okay. Like when I... I what I've been afraid of for a long time is that I would like drink again or like have a night or like whatever and that like disaster would strike you know (laughs) or that i would like slide down the slippery slope to like wanting to like drink every weekend or whatever and like we had some drinks we had a really good time we had a lot of laughs um and then i'm like cool that was cool and then like last night i was like doing nothing and like no part of me was like "Mm, maybe i should start drinking you know (laughs) So like yeah so 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 that's been good good yeah so that's what's happening with me okay well I'm proud of you thanks friend yeah yeah um so I have been feeling a little bit the same way pretty down mm-hmm. um so if you haven't listened to the episode a couple weeks ago I mm-hmm. ex- you know talked about something that I was going to be uh, going through and so you know that's been kind of just brought me into like pretty difficult place absolutely so anyway going through that and then on top of it dealing with this guy okay so we said in last week's episode Uh that we you and i had had a bet yep that if i met him i owed you twenty dollars and if I didn't meet him, you owed me $20. Yeah, we were trying to reverse jinx it, right? Yeah. Because the reverse jinx is where you're like, if you love, like, like, a, like, so I love, like, the Sixers, right? They're the basketball team from Philly. And if I was like, 
oh, the Sixers are terrible. Like, I'm sure we're going to get beat in the first round of the playoffs. Like, that's me doing a reverse jinx. Okay, so we right? were trying to reverse jinx it. Yeah, yeah. And I am $20 richer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but see, like, that's the other good part is, like, even when the disappointing outcomes happens for you, which is this meeting never happens, yeah. you got 20 bucks out of it. Well, I mean, it's kind I of appreciate the $20, but uh-huh. um, I would have preferred to meet this person. So, he, so... I literally went against every rule that I've ever made for myself Hmm. with this person. And it bit me in the butt. Is that a phrase? Yeah. Okay. Um, And I will never do it again. Ever. That's really interesting. What is like the... Can you walk us through the rules you broke in chronological order? Yes. Okay. Um... Well, one, he wasn't going to, I knew he wasn't going to be in LA Mm -hmm. for a month. Mm -hmm. And so I suggested that we just hold off talking until he gets out here. And he didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And so then I was flattered. I felt flattered that he didn't want to wait to talk until then. Yeah. And so I continue to talk with him. Yeah, like rule number one is don't get in too deep. With someone you can't meet. With someone you haven't met. Right, yeah, like, because people, this is like, there's so many stories about this of people online dating and they like think they found this really strong connection and they're texting and talking every day for like weeks or like a month and then they Mm -hmm. meet and then one person is like, oh, there is no chemistry. Yeah. Here. And then it's like this huge letdown or whatever. So the rule okay. is meet as soon as you can. Yes. And, I, and that, don't invest too much before you can. Exactly. Yes. And I obviously didn't follow that rule. Mm. So the rule number two was that I let myself get sexual with this person mm. before meeting them. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that when I was sexual, whether that was a sext or a photo or something like that, mm-hmm. that's when I would get the most attention. Mm-hmm. And so that's what drove me to continue that because I knew that I could seduce him to get his attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was hoping that... The that that was just one part of it, and that there, like, it would just be like I was hoping that me being that vulnerable would be okay mm-hmm. because we would meet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, so and I'm not saying I don't think that's a hard rule, I think that's a rule for myself, um, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, and we've talked, I mean, I think the sort of more universal and and I wouldn't, you know, like we're saying rule, but neither of us believe these things are like right and wrong. Yeah, like like if you want to go talk to someone for five months and never meet them, go for it. Great. Yeah. Yeah, We we, we support it fully. Yeah, exactly. So we're just saying rule. but, But I think the more universal thing is like being aware of not letting the sexual intimacy or even the like deep emotional intimacy get ahead of like mm-hmm. how well you know and can trust this person get ahead of the emotional safety 
which really only comes from time mm-hmm. and knowing the person and spending time together in different settings and when you're in a good mood, when you're in a not good mood and all those things, right? Well, and what made me feel better about that was the first night that it kind of went in that direction, very PG, um, and I started getting attention from him. The following day, I reached out to him and I said, hey, I realized that didn't feel good to me mm. because let's be honest, that's the most attention you've given me. Mm. And I said, you know, I really think me, I feel like I'm really into you. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe we should wait. Calls me right away. Mm-hmm. Reassures me. Tells me some things that he's been through as to why he's trying to slow things down. Mm. Um says he really likes me, that he doesn't want to stop talking. So, you know, along the way, I'm getting reassurance from him. Yeah, and I think, too, like, I I hope you're not beating yourself up too much because, you know, you did sort of break some of your your guidelines for yourself, but you also were checking in with yourself, Mm -hmm. saying how you felt. Yes, I was. Being really honest and proactive, like, and that's all really good stuff. Okay, so then... So then what happened is then I would be, so I'd get that reassurance and then I'd be like, okay, all right, this is okay. I can trust this person. And then I would start to feel some anxiety again. I felt like I was the one pursuing, kind of reaching out more. Mm -hmm. And then I would need to talk again and get reassurance. And then a couple weeks in, you know, it was kind of the phone call of him feeling like all we were doing was talking about the relationship and to him, like, he feels the healthiest relationships he's been in are the ones that they don't talk about the relationship. But mm. to me, it was like, well, we're, I'm just talking about my feelings, mm. like how I'm feeling and what my needs are. And I'm wanting to know like about your past and you and like getting to know you. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, when, when all you have is talking. Yeah. That what you know, that's what you do, yeah, when you're getting to know someone, yep. And he did tell me, um, you know, I'm not, I don't really like talking about my feelings. He's mm-hmm. like, I'll do it because I know it's important, but I don't like doing it, yeah. That's a pretty big red flag, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, maybe that would work for some people, for people like you and me, like, that someone who doesn't like talking is, yeah. And he was honest with me, he's like, I feel like maybe that's not gonna work for you. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I said, and so then we would compromise, right? So then mm-hmm. we would talk. I mean, he he started calling me babe a week and a half in. <laughs> don't don't look at me with those judgy. That wasn't judgy. I'm laughing. No, because you don't like babe. I don't like babe. I like babe. I would rather be a baby than a babe. Ew! Yeah. Uh, no, I can never be a baby. I think there's something so. Ooh, this is a very interesting, like, like rabbit hole. I think so. Like Emily Gordon, who um, if people have watched the movie Big Sick, The Big Sick, it's a, it's actually the true story of Emily Gordon and Kumail Nanjiani, who Kumail's a comedian and an actor, and it's their love story. And she, he's a comedian and an actor, and she's a, she's trained as a therapist, you know, and. She was on a podcast talking about, I think with Pete Holmes, about like in a relationship, like both people take turns like nurturing the other person 
And like that's one of the nice things about a relationship is like, and and and, and the way they said it was like both people kind of take turns like being the baby, you know, of like needing reassurance and whatever, like you know. Yeah. And so I, when I was younger, I had some relationships where we were like definitely calling each other baby all the time, probably to like a sickening extent. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. Somehow, babe just feels like it's the quintessential like. Uh, I just can't shake. It has this baggage for me of like a snobby person in yoga pants at Starbucks. Like, I don't know. It just feels like this sort of superficial, like mm. Kardashians, real housewives thing of like, well, you're associating babe with like boss babe or something like that. Like, boss no, babe. I'm, I'm so I like when I hear women call their boyfriends or husbands, babe, it just grates on me. I just, I, I just don't like to be called that. I don't know why. Anyway. Well, I don't like to be called baby. And the the times that I have been have been during sexual experiences where I it was done without my consent. <laughs> and it like it totally takes me out of the moment. It's such a turnoff for me. Like, oh, baby. Like to me, it feels like men use that sexually. Hmm. So okay. I just, I mean, which is fine. I mean, some people are like, like that, but yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Do you have the same aversion to like, like women or men who say like daddy to men during yeah. sex? Yes. <laughs> I will never say daddy. I don't want to be the naughty little girl. Uh-huh. Like that's, that is, that is weird to me. Yeah, I mean, so this is really interesting. I feel like we're going to have to circle back to this later. I know. Because, so, yeah, I've never, like, I've never been with someone who, like, wanted to really do, like, a whole daddy thing, you know? Um, and I don't I don't know how I would feel about it, but the, the stance I try to take, like, with anything about I'm like, hey, look, if it turns someone on and it's consensual activity happening between two adults... Like, cool. Like, so much of fantasy play and so much of our turn-ons and our fantasies are about power dynamics and stuff like that. And they're usually some kind of, like, sexualized twist on something that we experience in life, right? And, like, and and so... We're jumping ahead. I know, but, like, I'm just saying I don't want to be too judgy about it, you know? No, like, no, no, no. This, yeah. is, this is no judgment of what you want. But I don't want that. Yes, you're saying that does not turn that does me on. Not That's turn a turn me on. off. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, good. Um, okay, so anyway, so yeah, I mean, he he essentially makes me feel like we are in a relationship. Because I, he, he's calling you babe right away. He's calling me babe. Yeah. He's telling me I'm the only person he's talking to. That yep. he, he basically, he's like, I'm not engaging with anybody else on the app. He says, I think about you all the time. Um, I'm really drawn to you. Um, you know, you're attractive, you're smart, you're funny. Like just, he just, it, I believed that he was trustworthy. Yeah. And what happened is as the time went and I realized that I was continually having to use seduction mm -hmm. to get um, constant attention, mm -hmm. then I felt more insecure. Mm-hmm. And because one of my biggest insecurities is that men only want me for my looks and my body. Mm -hmm. And yet I was feeding into that insecurity, right? Because all I had to do was take that away. 
Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to take it away because I liked him. I wanted the attention. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, something else that, you know, is underlying here is he was going through major life stuff. Like yep. major life stuff. So, And he told me from the beginning he did not have a lot of time. He was going through all this stuff. And, and I knew that going in. Mm-hmm. But yet he had time to sext me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm like, okay, well, you don't have time, but you do have time when you yeah, yeah. want to make the time. And yet, like when I started kind of backing off, he would take the time. He'd call me. We'd work it out. Um, you know, well, essentially we got in the, a pretty big argument. Mm-hmm. He was doing a road trip across the country to do his move. And I had essentially stopped hearing from him almost altogether. Yeah. And I was going through some stuff. I didn't feel supported. I didn't feel like I could come to him and ask for support because he had told me he doesn't have the energy for that and and all of this stuff. And I was felt like I was kind of tiptoeing around having feelings and um, I could feel his pullback because we had had some quote unquote feelings conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was saying things like, I don't know. I don't know if I can be enough for you or like, um, like I, you know, anyway. So I sent a text that said, listen, I said, I am so excited for you, for your move. Like I, cannot wait to meet you when you get here why just enjoy your road trip though like enjoy your time Mm -hmm. don't worry about me like let's just talk when you get here which i think was a very self-aware and thoughtful response to the bind you were in to like the like to like the dilemma you were in which is that i'm now thinking about this person and spending a lot of time and energy on this and it's not making me feel good and it feels like the dynamic is off mm-hmm. but I'm not ready to sort of throw the whole thing away and so let's maybe we can agree to just sort of shift the dynamic to preserve like maybe this working out in the future when the circumstances are better when he's out here already and things are more settled or whatever yeah Right. But the problem is, is I think he had a tra- trauma response to me saying that of abandonment yeah. uh, with some past things that he had been through. And so he responded very, like I was essentially betraying him. Which, I don't want to be too unfair to this dude, but it feels like that's bullshit. Because if you've been basically like neglectful of somebody and they've been saying like, hey, I'm not feeling great. Like, I could use more. And then that person... And then and, and then you're like, well, I'm not interested in doing that or giving that. And then that person says, okay, well, then I'll back off too. If the response then is like, what the... I can't, how are you... Do, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Like, blah, blah, blah. Which I feel like it was. Yeah. Then that's bullshit. Like, yeah, that's it, shitty. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a very unfair reaction. Um... And was kind of like, he needed 100% support from me, but I wasn't allowed to ask for anything from him. Yeah, he's like, I need you to be fully into me and regularly reaching out to me all the time and sort of stroking my ego. And I'm going to give nothing in return. Yeah. And that is what I need us both to agree to. Yeah. 
It, and that and that essentially was what it was. What 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 exactly? Because I think you told me like, what did he text when you sent him that? Like, hey, I'm still excited to meet you, but let's just take a little break. Let's take a step back while you're on your road trip, so that you don't have to worry about it. So that I'm not anxious about not hearing from you. What was his response? He said, "Okay." And then I said, "Are are you okay with that?" And he was like, "Sure." And then he said, wow. Classic passive aggressive. Yeah. And then he was like, wow, I feel like an idiot. And he's like, I can't believe you're bailing on this just when, just because you're not getting what you want. Are you kidding me? Like now he's the victim. Yeah. So we, and, and he wasn't asking me how I am. And I was going through all of this stuff that I had talked about two episodes ago. He wasn't asking me how I was, how I was doing, what I was going through. And so I was just like, you know what? Like, this is what I'm going through. And you don't know because you haven't asked. Yeah. So he calls me. He's like, what? What is going on? And so anyway, um, he kind of changed his tune a little bit. I think he realized maybe he was... I don't know. I don't know what he realized. Anyway, the following day, we got a huge... Should not, maybe he realized he should not think exclusively about himself and maybe about <laughs> the other person in the dynamic a little bit, at least. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. The following day, we were talking. We got in a huge fight. And I was just trying to explain why I had sent the text that I had sent. And he didn't understand. And he, he accused me of gaslighting him. <sighs> <laughs> because i was saying things like listen like all i did was send you a boundary i just yeah i just wanted a boundary i just this is i said you you keep saying you want a healthy relationship this is what it means to have a healthy relationship is someone setting a boundary yeah i like made a request of like this dynamic where i'm texting you all the time and reaching out to you and getting very little back does not feel good to me. Yeah. So do we want to change that dynamic? Yes. Yeah. And I and I just said, I've been telling you how I'm feeling. I've been telling you what my needs are. And he's like, I feel like you're using all the right lingo, but it just feels like you're gaslighting me. And anyway, um, he said, this really hurt, but he was like, honestly, he's like, there are so many red flags here. He's like, and I don't even know why I'm talking to you. <laughs> And what he meant by that was he's still talking to me because he really likes me, but there's all these things that are telling him that he should go away or he should run away. And I said, then call it. Like if you don't want to talk to me and you see all these red flags and you think me setting a boundary is abandoning you and all this stuff, then Mm -hmm. call it. And so he was like, fine, I'm calling it. So then after that, right, so then I experienced the immediate grief mm-hmm. and loss and mm-hmm. the feeling of abandonment. And it's embarrassing to say how many times I reached out to him after this because I know the look you're giving me. No, no, I'm not. Of, I'm thinking of something else, but go ahead. And all of you guys are thinking, why would you go back to this person? But, but I'm trying to be understanding of the fact that he had a very... He had a response that I don't know anything about. His response came from a place of trauma and hurt. Yes. And so he was hurt. He said things that he probably didn't mean. Mm -hmm. 
Long story short, we went back and forth, decided we were going to meet. Then we decided we weren't going to meet. Then we decided we were going to meet. Then he canceled the day we were supposed to meet. And then we decided maybe we were going to meet again. And then he essentially was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And I was like, well, why don't we revisit this in a few weeks? Maybe just take the time. Maybe this was, timing was just horrible. We're both going through things. He's like, yeah, that sounds good. And then I was like, well, hold on. I'm going to be in L.A. tomorrow visiting my best friend. Do you want to just meet for a quick cup of coffee? Like, I'm already going to be there. And he was basically like, gave me a lame excuse. It was like, I don't think it's a good idea. And I was like, I'm done. Mm. And I said, don't ever reach out to me again. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I... Okay, so, so here, so hold yes, on. Yes, you I'm go gonna, ahead. I have a couple thoughts. <laughs> I'm going to dissect this. And I know I, I said I wouldn't talk about this for a few weeks, but I guarantee you he doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah. Because he's never, he doesn't ask he's, me about my life. Because he's never shown an interest in anything. Yes. Still? Yeah, okay. I just, I gave him so much leeway because I knew what he was going through. He gave me a heads up that it, he had to be focused on his life. He had to. He was going through major life. I mean, crisis, life crisis includes moving, includes job change, includes marriage. It doesn't, it's not always a bad thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I guess I just kept holding on to him telling me these things that when he got to LA, he would start focusing on us. Yeah. Like, things would calm down. Things would calm down. He yeah. would ask me more about me and my mm-hmm. life. And maybe he's just not good on the phone. You know, he was... That's true. He yeah. was older. Yeah. So, he probably... Maybe he would be better in person. And yeah. so, I was just holding on to this hope. Absolutely. That all we had to do was meet, and it would be solved. hmm And we never met. Yeah. And so, that hope is just like... I, I feel... Honestly, I feel very... Um, I'm, I'm livid hmm. of what he put me through mm-hmm. because he, he said he wanted a healthy relationship and then didn't accept what I was bringing to the relationship in a very healthy manner as healthy. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I was going to say is like him saying, I feel like you're gaslighting me was his way of gaslighting you yeah. of being like, your 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 reactions are not okay like you're doing this you're being hurtful to me like blah 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 like that is that's bullshit right that's like the definition of gaslighting yeah right yeah and um yeah and you know you me and d yeah (laughs) talked about this on thursday but i think what happened is he needed extra support in his life and i came in at the right time yeah and i am loving supportive thoughtful um nurturing yep and it was and like sexy and fun and this fun like exciting distraction yes and it's everything that he needed in that moment and i don't think he did this on purpose but i became a crutch for him to get through this time in his life. Yeah. And now he's here and he doesn't need me anymore. Mm-hmm. And he has, you know, he had said to me, 
you know, he's got all these people in his messages and hinge and he hasn't responded to any of them because of me. And it's like, well, now he's, he's, he, he said that to you. Like that's like a threat or like that's, that's bullshit. So anyway, um, I don't think he said it as a threat. I know, but that's like, Oh, but, like but, look at all the things I'm doing for you. Yes, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was that of, yeah. of, yeah, like, look what I'm sacrificing for you. And it's like, you didn't sacrifice shit for me. Yeah. Um. So, I guess, you know, in summary. <laughs> and also, can I just say, this is just a quick aside about this, like, look at all, all these things I've done for you. I think that's kind of a bullshit argument. And I've made that argument and I've been on the receiving end of that argument. Oh, I have too. This is like when we talk about like how like men always want credit for the five times they did it right. Mm -hmm. When you point out like the other times they didn't Mm -hmm. do it right. But it's like when people are like, but I do this, this and this. And you're like, great. I I never asked for those things. Right. But uh, okay. But also that doesn't change, you know, like, like, like someone being like, I don't know. It's like hey, my plants died because you didn't water them. And you're like, I put them in the sun every day. And it's like, well, yeah, that's nice. But they're all dead now because you didn't water them. And he, yeah. didn't, he didn't water me. Yeah. He, I was the waterer. Yeah, In our six-week relationship. <laughs> this six-week. Of never meeting. Whirlwind romance. <laughs> it helps me come out of it a little bit to talk about this, but... You know, overall, like, I'm bummed. Yeah, it's a real Like, bummer. it feels like a breakup. Can, can I... Well, I, I want you to finish because I have, like... I, I really relate deeply to, to one element of this, and I'm curious what you think about it, but I want to let you finish. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm done. I mean, I, I, I think I just... I know that I will never do this again. Oh, 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 oh. Um, the re- I was going to say this. The... Me saying, don't ever reach out to me again, mm-hmm. is a move that I force myself to make with people that I know I will reach out to again. Mm. Um, and it was so hard for me. I mean, I had that text just in the thing waiting to be sent for hours. Yeah. And I knew if I send it, I will never hear from him again and I will never reach out because my pride is... I, yeah. I, at that point, I'm like, I can't reach out after I send that text. <laughs> like, you up? Like, yeah, three weeks exactly. later. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. So, By the way, yeah, if, if you send that text and then you're going to reach out again, you have to make it something like you up. Like, yeah, just totally. totally. Like, just ignore like, that yeah, it never Or happened. just send a nude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So anyway, that is why I did that because I, you know, I I was thinking about this. I have a hard time letting people go. It's the codependency mm-hmm. in me. With my ex-boyfriend, you guys heard me constantly being like, yeah, I reached out to him. Yeah, I reached out to him. Yeah, I reached out to him. And here I am reaching out to this guy who's really not treated me very well. Yeah. And I have to force myself to stop this behavior if I want to be in a relationship with the right person. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so easy for me to get caught up in it because that's what I'm used to. I'm used to to being the pursuer. It's where I feel comfortable is when I'm pursuing. And um, I just need, I got to cut it out. Yeah. Um, that's so, like, thoughtful and wise. I feel like um, 
You know, but like when you say like force yourself to stop this behavior, like I hope you also bring some, and you and I texted about this a little bit earlier in the week, like some kindness and compassion and like curiosity for yourself about like really understanding where this behavior is coming from. And this is the thing that I was going to say is like hearing your story today, like probably one of, probably the most painful like relationship situation I've had in my adult life was one where I went, I wasn't getting what I needed. And I think that something in the dynamic was like familiar to me Mm -hmm. from like a very young place. And I went to this very deep sort of like trauma responding place. And I was there for like weeks and weeks of this situation is not healthy. (laughs) This person is not connected with me, but my, like my love is strong enough. Like they're like, you know, and like I'm kind of hearing and it feels similar and it's probably, I don't, you know, probably a different sort of circumstance and a different kind of dynamic for you. And I don't know what it comes from in your life, but like, I think you get into this place of being like, I can win this person over. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it feels like a very young place where you're trying to win the approval that you're not getting. And you're like, if I can just do it right. And like, and like giving up and walking away from it is like so painful. Like there's like that little girl in you that's like, I'm going to win them over. I'm going to win them over. I'm going to like, you know, like, you know, and like, you know, like, cause this whole thing, you're like, if we can just meet, if we can just meet. Um, and it was the hardest thing of like, my love is strong enough. Like I'm going to just fully believe in this and, and, and I'm strong enough and I can make this love work and whatever. And, uh, it didn't. You know, and that was like so devastating because it just felt so much more vulnerable. I put so much more into it and like built it up so much. I I don't know. And so like, I think for you, like just, I don't know, being compassionate with like that, this shit is really hard when, when these kinds of dynamics get like stirred up. No, I think that's spot on. I mean, it, it's definitely, it's like, if I just keep working at this, if I just... I'll correct course, I'll change. I I can work on myself. I can show up differently. Um, Then maybe this person won't run away from me. Maybe I won't lose this person. And even though, you know, to be honest, like, I don't really, like at this point, like this person is pretty small to me compared to like, I was in a marriage for 10 years. I, you know, my ex-boyfriend, I was wildly in love with and this person I never even met, you know? So it's like, it's really just a representative of all of the other men that I've tried to, or had to pursue, tried to chase, had to make it work. Um, You know, even in my marriage, I was the one that was, you know, called the therapist, wanted it to work, tried to, do all the things, get all the books. I was the one that's like, let's do this. Let's make this better. Let's do this. Let's make Mm -hmm. this better. Um, And yeah, so that's what this was. Yeah, and like adult Leanna can go like, I've never met this guy. I don't know this guy. 
there's things I already like I'm not so sure about that he doesn't mm-hmm. like to talk about his feelings right but this younger part of you is like if I lose this person I'm going to die you yeah. know what I'm saying like I yes. can't handle how devastating that would be yes because and and it's almost like if I lose this person it will be my fault mm-hmm. because I didn't work hard enough or because there's something wrong with me or whatever mm-hmm. right and like it's, and if I yeah. lose this person, I'm going to go back into that deep, dark place that I was when I lost my marriage. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and now we're like over 45 minutes at this point. I know. So, okay. So the whole turn on thing, right? Which we wanted to like touch on for maybe like just, you know, 20 more minutes or whatever. Yeah. But something for me, okay, so so I'm dealing with this trauma response, mm-hmm. essentially, of trying to keep this person around. And the reason this person connects with me so much is because I am able to keep him around through seduction. Yes. So I am using my power of seduction yes. to get his attention and it worked yes and it kept him around for six weeks yes and to me when i am seducing someone that is not available Mm -hmm. um (laughs) that makes me sound horrible but that's not available no i mean that could be like right like so avoidant men fall into that category emotionally emotionally unavailable yeah or you know and i think when well, go ahead. Okay. Someone long distance, haven't yes. met. Like, yes. this is like a very um, poignant situation for that. Yep. That is the biggest turn on for me. Yes. Is my seduction of men. However, so this is uh-huh. the opposite of uh-huh. that. When men are very sexually forward with me, I'm like, ew, get away from me. I don't like this. I'm feeling sexually like use and you're just attracted to my body yeah it it repulses it repulses me yes but when i'm the one that's able to take the lead the sexual lead and kind of like slowly and then they're just like i just when i send the sex or the picture or in person and i get the response of like fuck like you are like oh my gosh like you're sexy like i just wait like those texts that i get following are it's yes. just like the biggest dopamine yes rush well and that's what i had you know i had when you me and d were hanging out like i had sort of like you like, me and d yeah. i can't uh, i can't i know like if it wasn't d that would be better but anyway <laughs> um I said, I was like, here's my theory, right? And I think both sides of it played out in this situation with this dude, which is that you being the seductress and like owning your sexual and being sexually powerful and sort of wielding that power to have men like succumb, right? Or like under your spell or whatever is both your greatest turn on and like your greatest fear. Yes, Absolutely. Yes. Because ultimately, my fear is that I will offer this, but then they won't love me for me. Yes. They'll only love me for, or lust me yes. for this. Yes. So I, it's like, it turns me on, 
But deep down, what I really want is them to just love me. Yes. And this is, this is, this is my like larger theory here, which is that a, a lot of people's biggest turn-ons or fetishes are expressions of our deepest fears or they come out of really difficult dynamics that we went through, right? Because, right, so trauma is, you know, you get overwhelmed by something that is painful and you kind of cut part of it off, right? Mm -hmm. And you kind of dissociate. And I think, like, a healthier response than that is, like, something is very painful, so you're, you use your imagination to shift it a little bit into and it kind of becomes something that is pleasurable i think it's actually like a healthy way of sort of dealing with something right and so like i relate to that as well right which i feel like my biggest turn on is also my biggest fear and it's it's similar to yours right because like i think everyone like all fetishes and stuff it's so much power dynamics and and like um being powerful over someone else or being powerless to someone else or whatever. And so mine is similar, which I think the deepest fear that my whole life has like prevented me from being really vulnerable and building the kind of like loving lasting relationship that I want to have. It's so deep that it's like unconscious, right? I'm not doing this consciously, but is that I feel like I'm going to, um, give myself over to someone else completely and just fall for them and, and want them sexually and need them. Uh, and then I'm going to be destroyed by it. Right? Like they're not going to care about me. They're not going to love me. They're not going to want me back and I'm going to be destroyed. I'll, I'll, I'll die. Mm -hmm. Right? And I think some of this there's probably all kinds of things I can point to in my childhood, right? But, like, what I shared on the one episode of, like, watching my dad, like, after the divorce, who had been this, like, big scary guy to just be... Crushed. A puddle. Yeah, like, yeah. destroyed. Like, yeah. broken. Mm -hmm. Broken. Um, By the way, just side note, I think that is also this guy's fear. Yes. It, because huge, like, very yes. avoidant ran away from intimacy. Yeah. That's why he doesn't want to talk about yeah. feelings. But the problem with this guy is he's not self-aware that like, oh, this is my stuff coming up yes. now. This isn't your fault, right? Correct. Yeah. So, but so then to me, right, like the biggest, one of my favorite things to do when I talk to like someone I'm dating about turn-ons or whatever is I'll usually ask, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, like, was there like a movie that you watched like when you were younger and there was like some kind of dynamic between these two characters that just was like a big turn on for you? Because usually like that gets gets at it, you mm -hmm. know? And so the way I explain the way my biggest fear is also one of my biggest turn ons is that like, you know, like in a James Bond movie, there's usually like the 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 woman who's like evil she's like with the bad guys and she's trying to seduce james bond not because she loves him and cares about him but actually to like hurt him or mm -hmm. harm him you know like or trick him or manipulate or whatever and so like those dynamics are like a super turn on for me <laughs>
like the idea that like someone is like that I'm gonna be that I'm gonna be destroyed by my like lust for someone and I'm gonna be like so powerless to the mm-hmm. wanting of them. Because they're actually just gonna use you. Yeah. But that's like really fucking hot. Like you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. really but like in an emotional like what I want from a relationship where like obviously I don't want that. I don't want to Right. Be with someone but like you know, I mean I think you know, one of the healthiest things to do is like Role when play. Yeah, when you know this stuff about you and your partner, like play with it. Like you know, like play it out. Like it's fun. Like and this is why like even if people want to say baby and daddy in bed or whatever, like Dan Savage says a lot of like kink during horror. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? Like or like, you know, there's people who are into like pretty like I, I know some women in my life who are like, oh well, someone on a podcast you listen to, right? Like there's women who like to be called a slut and have men like spit in their mouth and like sort of spit on them and do all kinds of stuff right and it's like cool if that's you know who knows why that turns your crank but like go for it right Mm -hmm. and like yeah so so what do you think so what so mine is like like what turns me on is you know seducing the guy yeah right But then when he becomes sexually forward and, like, says something that's kind of scary to me, Mm -hmm. why, what do you, like, I don't know, like, what, so, like, how would I role play? Well, I think, I think the, the question for you is, like, if you were, let's say, like, if you were, like, imagining something, like, while you were, like, masturbating or something, like, what does the full fantasy look like? So, we know it looks like he's either like unavailable in some way or maybe right like and even though you wouldn't want this in real life like maybe he's married or attached to someone else right like you know like i think those are the kinds of dynamics that would be hot and then and then is he kind of reluctant like what's the big payoff like is he reluctant the whole time or does he kind of like go for it or do you just kind of like rock his world No, I think it's a little bit of like, I think it's more of me not pursuing, Uh but him not supposed to be pursuing me, but he can't resist me Mm. because of my sexiness. And Mm -hmm. so then he ends up coming over and then kind of like he like just like makes, I don't know. Like, I think that's more the scenario. Yeah. Because, like, because I I think, uh, here's why. And you're, like, sort of dropping little breadcrumbs along the way of, like, sexiness and seduction. Because I realize that he's drawn to me, but, like, he's not supposed to be. And so because he's not supposed to be, things are going slower. Yeah. Like, it's like a slow. It's a long tease. It's a long, yes. Yes. That's what it is. The long tease. Yeah. That's what's sexy to me. That's what you then play with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so should we talk about yes? So, so I mean, if you so have what whatever this? you're into, be into it, right? And like, don't shame yourself. For well, it. and also like, think about it. Yeah. Like, why is it? You know, what is it? Like, I guess. I, okay, let's like wrap up with this. We're gonna go through your guys's response too. But what? How do we allow this to be healing for ourselves? Like, mm-hmm. how can we use these turn ons and kind of 
fulfillment in sexual ways to actually help heal like why these are turn Yeah, for I, us. I think I so I think the first step is because they're adjacent to a trauma maybe or painful things from our past and or because usually when we're fantasizing there's something a little forbidden or a little fucked up about it right like i'm sure like a lot of like there's a lot of like male comedians who make jokes about like when you're like looking at porn and you're masturbating as a guy you go down this rabbit hole of like you click one link and then there's something like a little bit more extreme and then you and then you you go further and further and then as soon as you come you're like what the fuck (laughs) like what did i just do um so I think, I, and I really think that's really powerful. I think all of us feel some shame and self-judgment of like, oh, like that's fucked up. Like I would never want that, right? And like, and so we we judge ourselves and we sort of push it away, um, you know, and try to be like, oh, I shouldn't think about that. I shouldn't be turned on by that, right? So I think the first thing is just to like, yeah, like you can have these power dynamics, these imaginative play you know like this is what dan savage says it's like you know sex is like cops and robbers like with your clothes off for adults like you're it's imaginative play you know mm-hmm. like and so um and so i think that's really the first step and then and and i actually think if you can we should have we should talk to Brittany about this if you can find healthy consensual fun safe expressions of this of these dynamics in your life, I actually think that that helps take some of the power away from the way the, if we ignore these things or try to push them away, they'll play out in unhealthy ways in our relationships. So bring them into awareness and play with them in healthy ways in your sexual life, Mm. either by yourself or with your partner or whatever. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Thanks. So, guys, we polled on <laughs> we polled wait. on Instagram um some we said what is something weird that is kind of a turn on for you? Do you want me to just read them all or do you want to read some of them? No, you you go ahead and read them. Okay. Uh this is funny. Blonde leg hair on men. Oh, interesting. Like why not just regular leg hair? Yeah, there had to be something, right? Don't don't you th- see this is what I think like if this is a woman, right, at some point in her young life when she was starting to feel sexual feelings... She met this guy with blonde leg hair? There was something about a man somewhere who had blonde leg hair, and, it, like, that was the thing that she, like, looked at and fixated on. And, She's like, like, if he has blonde leg hair, he's got blonde hair other places, too. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? No. Do I don't know. That would be I funny. I don't know. No, but, I like, know with, that, like, redheads... Yes. The pubes are red, yes. too. That, that'd be so funny, though, like to think of this person who's like going through Bumble and Hinge being like, why aren't guys showing their legs? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, the next one is, um, my friends think I'm weird that I like when a guy is good at scowling. Oh, interesting. Like, That's kind of like, cool. Like, what kind of scowl? Like a... Like, uh, you know, like, I think of people who like, you say something sort of sarcastic to them and then they give you this like withering look. They're like, you know, or like whatever. <laughs> the look you just gave me. <laughs> okay. Or, or maybe there's something like that feels sort of 
alpha or dominant about yeah. the guy oh, that can maybe. sort of scowl. Yeah, right? kind like, of like brooding, like sexy brooding. Yeah, it's like it's like which, it, by the way, this guy was was he a, was like a, he was a sexy, a sexy brooder. brooder. Yeah. Like, well, and I think with scowling, there's something there's there's anger and aggression in there, but it's restrained. Yes, right, totally. and so and so like this is one of the things right where people like. If someone feels like I'm turned on by like these, exp- like you can be like a hardcore feminist mm-hmm. and be like, I'm turned on by like men, like getting angry and like yelling and like whatever. But then you're like, I'm a feminist. That's toxic masculinity. Like I shouldn't be, you know, like mm-hmm. it's okay to be turned on by it. You're still a feminist. So like mm-hmm. find fun ways to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, anyway, go totally. Ahead. Okay, the faces guys pull when they're concentrating. Oh, okay. That's good. That, that, that's cool. I, I like the faces they pull when, like, they're, like, I know that I'm going to make them come. Yeah. That's, like, hot. Well, and I think... Okay, like, so- not the coming face. <laughs> yeah. That's not so hot. Well, I don't know. Some people might like that. But, yeah. like, the face when they're, like, really... They're trying not to come, but mm. you, they, you know you have power over them. That yes. they're gonna, That's hot to me. I think this is why... I think women are sort of socialized to not be sexual, right? Like, so there, we have this big Madonna whore complex in our culture of, like, there's some women who are virtuous and good, and they're, like, Madonna, like the Virgin Mary, right? Like, and then if women say that they want sex or are sexually forward or whatever, then that makes them whores. And like, I think, I think that's bullshit. Right. And, and I think a lot of women like enjoy their sexual power, but society doesn't really have a, you mm. know, like, like that's not really acceptable in our society. But, like you're either like a homewrecker or a slut or like right. whatever. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's, it's yeah. definitely a double standard. Yeah. Um, by the way, though, I think that giving blowjobs is a power move. Yeah. Because you have complete power over the guy. Yeah. I'm into sexually powerful women. <laughs> okay. So get at me if you're out there. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Guys who roll up their sleeves. Oh, is that like a grease? Is that from this person like watching, <laughs> watching grease and like happy days or something? Um, men in glasses. Okay, yeah. I am opposite of that now because my ex. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, this one's hilarious. I don't think she meant this in like uh, this. This is a turn on from a guy. But I think she's just turned on herself when she has a good shit. Great. (laughs) Was that you, by the way? Was that 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 you posting from your other account? Um... That's interesting. I mean, yeah, that's cool. Okay, so the last one is a much younger man with an older woman like myself, like a 17-year difference. Oh, yeah. Hell that yeah. is that is that is sexy because younger men like there there's like the stigma, right, of like the woman as she gets older, her yep. sexuality gets stronger. Um, she gets more sexual. Yep. The younger woman or the younger man, like he's at his sexual prime, like in his he's 20s. Like, yeah. And so then the 20, the younger 20 year old guy with the 40 year old woman, like the sex is like off the rocker. Yeah. Well, and then there's another off the rocker. Sure. Off, <laughs> off the charts. Off the charts. Well, because there's a thing, too, where. We are evolutionarily, like, biologically wired towards 
So like the reason men are attracted to like boobs and butts are like those are those are secondary they're called secondary sex characteristics. They're markers of fertility. Mm. Right. And and even though the man's not thinking like, oh, I want to have a baby, I bet I bet that woman's really fertile or whatever. It's just hardwired in us, right? And so like younger men are like virile you know like they're like you know like have you heard the phrase young dumb and full of cum like (laughs) that should be the title of our episode (laughs) yeah but so that's the thing right you've got this older sort of powerful woman who's still sexy and there's something sort of culturally subversive about it she's like i know people are gonna like look sideways at this but i don't give a fuck yeah because i've got this hot young piece of ass with me yeah who's gonna like give it to me and we're gonna rock each other's worlds and like fuck yeah yeah go for it i am all about it i am i like younger guys there yeah Yeah. see yeah you like them young dumb and full of cum (laughs) (laughs) all right you guys well we hope you enjoyed the episode today um make sure to follow us on instagram at Hello and Goodbye Podcast at underscore Leanna Joan at The Real Jared Rodriguez. Um, Patreon.com slash Hello and Goodbye Podcast to support us monetarily. Yes. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review. All of our stuff is on our website, www.hellongobypodcast.com, including our sponsors that we still have, which is another way to support the podcast. The uh, link to the Patreon account, YouTube account, all of our social media, fun stuff about us. Yep. And... And uh, get at us with your theories or your weird turn-ons if you miss the Instagram poll. Do do we want that though? <laughs> I'm curious. Okay, I mean, but like, Just, but like, yeah, don't be creepy about it. Yeah, don't be creepy about it. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.